Just doing a little whipping for you guys. Happy barter fair. Dose And welcome to the very first episode of Barter Fair Legends Podcast. My name is Casey Smith, and here we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, Barter Fair, and all the legends that it produces each year. Tenasket Barter Fair is a magical place that exudes a special kind of energy that makes for everlasting memories and provokes emotions that surpass the five senses. Tonight, on this premiere episode, I'm going to talk about my first time at fair and the legend of the Weed Nazi. The Okanagan Family Barter Fair, located in Tenasket, Washington, is an annual event of vendors, musicians, artists, and craftspeople from near and far. In 1974, the Barter Fair was created to help a community connect and barter for surplus harvest and goods for other goods in preparation for winter. Spanning into six decades, Barter Fair has produced countless unforgettable memories, not just for me, but for many more alike. Since my first fair in 2015, Barter Fair has changed my life in so many positive ways. I want to create this podcast to archive some of those magical moments that have transpired in Barter Fair's past, future, and present. So if you've ever been to a Barter Fair and had an experience that you feel is awesome, intriguing, funny, silly, whatever, I'd like to hear them all. So email me at barterfairlegends at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. I'd also like to hear from all the people that have vendor booths and from anybody that just has a message they want to send out to anybody else in the Barter Fair community. Just email me, get at me, and I'll get you on the show. was in fall 2015 when I got coerced by my friend Donaldo. He had been talking about it for a long time and finally talked me into going. I think he had been maybe four or five times before me. So I met him at his place in Monroe late Thursday night and we drove to our friend Justin's apartment in Ellensburg. And we arrived sometime around midnight where we drank and we smoked and talked and had fun and stayed up till who knows when and uh, eventually I passed out on the floor of his apartment and woke up to a cell phone alarm 
I think right around 5 a.m. before the sun even came up. So it was still dark out, and we all gathered our things, and we prepared for the drive to fair. And the morning was calm and quiet, and and uh, we hit the road, not a lot of traffic, so it was really easy drive. And I remember we got uh, to Pateras, where we stopped for gas, and the sun was just coming up, and there was this fiery sunrise, and I stopped and took a picture there. And uh, we got back on the road and headed to OMAC. And uh, in OMAC, that's where we stopped at Walmart to get all our supplies. So we got like hot dogs and hamburgers and ketchup and mustard and uh, buns. And we got bacon and maybe some breakfast stuff too like eggs and yogurt and orange juice and we stocked up on beer and alcohol and all that good stuff and batteries and whatnot and we all kind of hung out in the parking lot for a second and um just got ready you know for the rest of the drive i think it's only another 45 minutes or so to get to tenasket from omac and uh, we all caravaned from there and uh, started heading down the road. The clouds were getting a little darker, a little bit more ominous, but uh, no rain yet. So that was a good thing. We finally made it to Tenasket where we turned at the gas station, started heading toward the hills. And I remember feeling butterflies in my stomach as we reached further and further down the road. And finally, we found the turnoff and started heading up the dirt road, and the excitement just kept building. And then we finally reached the top of the hill where it plateaus, and I got my first glimpse of fair. All the buses, vans, and motorhomes, the canopies, and tents, and flags, the sea of people walking around. It was an awesome sight to behold. And we got in and Donaldo knew right where to go just because he had been there so many times before he knew where all his friends were going to be camped and uh, it was just a, a breeze getting in I remember he rolled down his window and he yelled out a barter fair and I remember hearing it echo throughout the crowd of people there everybody was yelling back barter fair and I knew right then that this was going to be a special weekend uh, I had never been around a group of people that were so collectively uh, in tune to the same idea of what barter fair is. And uh, we got into his camp with, there was maybe 15 people, 15, 20 people camped there, and they were all kind of from Boeing. Um, and instantly I felt, so comfortable around all these strangers I'd never met met before, and uh, they were also friendly and welcoming. And I knew right away that this was going to be a place for me. So it was pretty exciting. Uh, it's not not that often I feel welcomed and comfortable around a group of strangers. So. Uh, just that feeling right there, right off the bat, I knew it was going to be a good time.
And um, yeah, that first weekend was such a blast. It was a nonstop party from the time that we got there, basically till the time that we left. And uh, everybody was just getting along with each other. We were all drinking and smoking and having a good time and sharing stories and and telling jokes and just being ourselves. And it was a really eye-opening experience for me to just kind of let loose and really be who I am and not be held back by uh, the other means of society. So it was pretty fun. And we all went down, explored the town and the rainbow rows of vendor booths. And there was so much cool stuff. My senses were just overloaded. My brain couldn't process it all. I was constantly distracted by all the goods and weird obscurities and the excitement of never knowing exactly what you're going to find next. But at some point, we got some acid, and we all t took part in a special dose. And I remember when the acid started to kick in, the clouds were still pretty gray, it was kind of windy out, and there was this big pirate ship, and we all headed towards the pirate ship, and uh, we got on this big pirate ship and climbed up this mast, and we were all standing up maybe 20, 30 feet up off the ground, and the wind was blowing, and we're holding on to this wooden mast of this pirate ship, and... Uh, letting the wind blow in her face and getting dust in her eyes and in her mouth and looking out over the town and the sea of canopies and the people walking around and uh it's just it's pretty spectacular and it was a awe inspiring moment for being coming up on acid and uh you know that kind of feeling and eventually we climbed down and and uh went went back to exploring the town and meeting new people and went and checked out the drum circle and the fire dancers and i remember that year the fall of 2015 they had uh next to the main drum circle there was some sort of platform it was like a metal platform and they had a uh, some big huge drums on it like uh giant bongo drums that were like three feet wide or something and they had these huge wooden mallets and my friend buendo got on there uh, i think it maybe it was me and buendo actually we were both on there and we were just pounding at these big huge drums uh totally off sync to the rest of the drum circle and everybody at the drum circle must have just hated us they were probably like what the hell are these fucking whacked out people doing but it was a good time and and eventually this girl came up to me there and she sat down at the drums with me and shared her moscato and we just like talked and listened to the drum circle and and uh it was a really good time but yeah so it was a uh, 
it was a wild night there, wild first night, and I remember there was some kind of uh, statue, I think it was like a, um, it was something you could like climb on and sit on, and uh, my friend got a picture of me at some point in the night, and I'm writing it with a headlamp on, and I got all these like neon glow stick lights, and and goofy stuff and I'm just making some weird weird facial expression uh but yeah it was a it was a wild night that night first Friday night taking a lot of dabs and uh doing some nitrous and I think we might have did some mushrooms or maybe some molly or something too so it was a it was a fun one somebody at the camp had this weird uh like they were like light up rasta dreads and so they let me wear those and I was wearing those things all night and they were flashing around and uh we all just had a, a good time at some point one of our camp members brought out this stop sign and and we set it up in the road and our friend Buendo took control of the stop sign he stopped every single person that was walking by and he had harass them and if if you didn't stop for the stop sign then you'd get a fine and nobody wants to get a fine so <laughs> uh, it was a good time and uh eventually on saturday there was a big dust storm and this dust storm just came in unexpectedly and started picking up tents and everybody was trying to hold their tent down and hold their luggage down and all that. And not long after the the windstorm was a rainstorm. And the rain came in and just poured rain down for a little while. And we all huddled under our canopies. And we had like a lot of music playing. And we were just drinking a lot of beers. And never stopped smoking weed the whole time. So it was all pretty fun, and uh, Saturday night, everybody started to dress up. We all, everybody brought, like, costumes, and um, our friend Matt dressed up like Napoleon, and there was some other people dressed up like uh, pirates, and uh, our friends Panda and Trevor had these, like, neon tuxedo suits that they put on, and they were basically, like, beacons in the night, and... Uh, it was just a lot of fun walking around town at nighttime and s seeing all these people lit up and in different costumes and just doing their own thing. Everybody was smiling and having fun. And uh, we met this guy at, who uh, he would come around and he had this like train whistle thing and, and he would always like tell some weird joke and then he would blow his train whistle like doot doot and uh he was just a hoot we saw him actually i've seen him almost every year except for the last time i went i don't think i saw him the last couple times or so but uh he was definitely a staple of barter fair i feel like he'll go down as a legend and maybe we'll get some more stories about him on here at some point but um yeah it was a lot of fun. At some point, I started uh, eating hay, the straw on the ground. I was just, like, picking it up and chewing it. 
uh, for fun, I think, and uh, everybody thought it was really funny, and people still uh, joke about it with me to this day, so apparently it was, it was pretty memorable. I could forget about it, but my friends won't, so I'm just putting it out there, but um, yeah, it was so much fun, met so many cool people, so much cool stuff happened, it was just unbelievable, and uh, well anyways, our friend Matt, on Saturday night, he uh, <coughs> he took too much molly. And at one point, he was sitting in this crazy reclining chair, and he was like, he kept shifting it up and down and just getting too comfortable and then uncomfortable. And and uh, he was talking about fantasy football, and he was just talking to himself. He wasn't talking to anybody else. He just kept talking and saying random things, and he would, like, grab objects out of the air that weren't there. And he was like swinging his hands around and just being a weirdo. And eventually he wandered off barefoot. And we were all kind of worried about him because he was gone for a while. And uh, the terrain at Barter Fair isn't exactly the place you want to go wandering off in the middle of the night barefoot. Just because there's so many sharp jagged rocks and and dips and you could fall and hurt your ankle or cut your knee or something and but uh eventually he showed back up and he was in our neighbor's tent and they were taking care of him but uh eventually he like ripped through their tent and uh just like tore their tent down basically <laughs> and the neighbors didn't have a tent to sleep in for like the rest of the weekend and uh and at some point he uh, got into somebody else's car, thinking it was his own car, and uh, the owner had to kick him out, and uh, he just has all kinds of crazy stories from that night, actually. It'd be really nice to get him on here just to share his side of the story and and all that, so that might be another legend you could look forward to in a future episode. But, um, yeah, our... Molly Matt, that was a, a fun time. It was definitely part of the part of my first weekend there. And uh also Saturday night at some point after midnight we met this guy. He wandered into our camp and he called himself the weed Nazi. And he had this weed and a garbage bag, like a big black garbage bag, and it was just full of stems and really wet weed the weed hadn't dried at all it had just been in this bag sweating so if you like reached in to touch it your fingers would get wet like it was just exuding moisture and uh it was really nasty it was just like unfinished weed it was weed you could never smoke even if it was dry you wouldn't even want to smoke it because it was all just like stem and leaf and uh but yeah, this guy came in, he was trying to sell us this weed, and he's like, I got pounds of this stuff, and he's like, I'm a weed Nazi, blah, 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 and uh, the whole, the whole uh, encounter was so outrageous that I ended up pulling out my phone, and I recorded the audio, and uh, I'll play it for you here tonight.
um, just to give you an example of the type of people that you might meet at Barter Fair after midnight. And this has happened to me countless times, but I don't think anybody else has topped this guy. And uh, so this is the weed Nazi legend. Maybe. Yeah, well, you got a legal shop to where you can do that much. I got Heck that yeah. much. He's got that much. I worked on a weed farm, dude. Like, we got <laughs> 500 pounds here in a couple weeks. This is shit. I had to get Let rid of. Is it good? It's not bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, here, go ahead and hand it over. And I got bags. Of this looks like, decent. Yeah. We're stepping it up now, dude. <laughs> and and this is nothing. Like, I got enough. I felt bad just bringing it here. That's got to be illegal bringing that many. I North Star. So, yeah, no, I think I'm not. You know what? You knew. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I know, a lot of people don't know their fucking directions. Hey, you know, I do. Like, okay, ask this guy. What way south? That way. There we go. No, uh, south is actually... I just think of the way we came It's that way. Yeah. yeah, see, he knows again. Yeah, a lot so of people pointed. don't know. You got it southwest. You got it southwest, yeah, uh, anyway. I'm a Nazi. <laughs> uh, I'm a Nazi. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. <laughs> I guess I had my angles off a little. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Nazi. I live 12 miles up the road and work at a weed farm. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. I'm Jewish. I, I was just looking for some pussy to get into because Damn. I live out here. Wait, what are you So, yeah. Uh, it was a crazy night, and uh, we wandered around all the, all that night, meeting new people and telling stories and connecting with one another on a new level I had never quite experienced before. And eventually I'd fall asleep in my tent and wake up to start it all over on Sunday, and there was just countless shenanigans taking place and smiles all around. And eventually, our friend Buendo, that whole weekend, he had this jawbreaker that he was sucking on. And there was countless times where he would set it down in, like, the dirt and the hay. And he would go talk to somebody or something. And then he would pick it back up off the ground and he'd start licking it again. And he'd do that all weekend long. And come Sunday, he just had this dirty, dirty, nasty jawbreaker that he is still licking on and sucking on and uh, I think eventually he I, 
think he took it home and finished it at home because I think he was just that dedicated to the jawbreaker. But Buendo is also the guy that uh, manned our stop sign and he was out there all weekend long just stopping everybody at the stop sign and harassing them, uh, making sure everybody was having a good weekend before they could pass the stop sign. <laughs> so it was a it was a really good time and uh yeah, we met lots of cool people there and just like so much cool stuff. I remember just yeah, meeting countless people that were super friendly and uh similar to me and uh it was just such a blast. I remember this guy uh this guy came by selling moonshine and he was driving or riding this huge uh bicycle with like a the the seat was like maybe a, a foot taller than it should be or two feet taller than it should be. It was like well above the handlebars. And uh our friend Buendo got on the bike and was riding the bike around and uh and another guy came in with like some cool agates and crystals and and uh met another guy from Oak Harbor, Washington where I grew up and it was just crazy. It was like nonstop just all kinds of stuff going on and uh it was a great weekend and one that I'll never forget, that's for sure. And uh so I just thought I would come on here and share it with y'all and and maybe you guys might find something uh, that uh, something enjoyable you could take out of this, or or whatever. Something maybe it will remind you of your own experience, or whatever. But if you've ever been to Barter Fair and you want to talk about your first time or anything you did at fair, or maybe some cool stuff you got there. You run a booth at fair. Um, yeah, really anything that has to do with barter fair, uh, just get a hold of me and let me know, and I'll get you featured on the show. So that's gonna be it, I think, for tonight. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a good barter fair.